everyone and welcome back to the Monday Morning Faith Podcast. My name is Emily and I have a quick update for you guys. Um, The website is up and running. I'm making a couple adjustments to it right now, but it is absolutely up and running and it is super cool. I've got lots of fun things for you guys on there. I've got Bible studies, um, like pre-made lesson plans. Um, I've got some Bible discussions, um, which can be turned into Bible studies very easily. And I've got a playlist of Christian music that is actually, in my opinion, of course, really good. Um, And of all sorts of different genres, I've got country, I've got um, worship music, I've got pop music, and I even have rap music that I feel is spirit approved. Um, And um, like Christian rap music, um, that is. And anyways, I've got book recommendations, I've got um, lock screen wallpapers, and it's all free. So like everything there is free. Um, I hope that it would be a good resource to anyone out there who uh, is looking for that kind of stuff. Anyways, the website is Monday Morning Faith Podcast at Weebly.com. Uh, that's Monday Morning Faith Podcast at Weebly.com. Um, I'll have the links in all the socials. Um, and anyways, I'm like super excited about it. And I hope you guys check it out and enjoy it as much as I. Anyways, um, today's topic is the love of the Lord is not lost. Um, and I think there's two ways to look at it. You can either look at it as, um, the love of the Lord isn't lost as in like, we have to go seek it, search or find for it. Like we have it within us. Um, the other way to look at it is the love of the Lord isn't lost as in the love of the Lord isn't a waste. Um, and it's not you're not losing by loving the Lord, even though sometimes it feels like it. So that's what I want to talk to you guys about today. Um, the latter, which is that, yeah, the love of the Lord isn't lost. It's not a waste. Um, even though the word world will, will certainly make you feel like it is. I mean, we know um, in scripture, it tells us that, you know, Christians are to be prosecuted and um, we will face hate and difficult persecutions and insults and um you know, Paul says, actually, he delights in those things for when he is weak, he uses it strong because of the Lord. Um, so that's one reference, but ultimately I want to encourage each of you to, um, to really reflect on, um, the perseverance required, um, so that you know that the love of the Lord isn't a waste of your time. It's, it's the best thing you can do. And I think some people would go, she just said the love of the Lord is a waste of time. And I'm like, well, no, but we're made to like, what do you think Satan does? He tries to make us feel in all of our ways that it is a waste of time. He tries to make us feel like we've been reading too long and, oh, we better tend to the dishes of the kids. Um, oh, we've been uh, worshiping for, to, you know, godly music for too long. Oh, we should go listen to this. Like, he'll do anything to make us feel like it's a waste of time, um, that we have other important things to do, X, Y, Z. And so um, you're, it's a natural thought, in my opinion. I don't think it's a bad one to have. Um, especially if it's not coming from you and you feel like it's more of a attack than anything. But I want to just go through some of the Psalms, um, as reassurance today that, um, the love of the Lord is not lost. It's not lost on you. You deserve it. Um, in, because you are God's child. Um, none of us deserve his loving, uh, grace and mercy and salvation. Um, but because Jesus died on the cross for us, um, because um, he's now given us his spirit, his um, salvation. Um, you deserve to experience um, his 
love, grace, and mercy just as much as your neighbor does and their neighbor does and their neighbor does. Um, because the gift is for all. And sometimes I think we trick ourselves into believing that um, God's grace and mercy is good enough for someone, but it's not good enough for us because of what we've done. And that's absolutely not true. So like I said, the love of the Lord is not lost. Um, in fact, the love of the Lord, who can endure? It's it's incomprehensible. We could never comprehend the magnitude or practice a gracious receival worthy of his grace. I'm going to say that again. Who can endure the love of the Lord? It is so, um, it's just so consuming and so beyond all comprehension. We, we can't even discern, fathom, pick apart, analyze um, God's love for us. Like it is abounding um, beyond all, all sense of human knowledge. And um, we need to remind ourselves of that daily because I think sometimes we, we fear God like a, like a scary soccer coach and that's, that's not it. He's a loving father, like the loving father, beyond all loving fathers. And, you know, he showers blessings and mercy and, and saving grace um, upon us each and every day. Um, we just got to be reminded of that because, like I said, the world will try and convince you otherwise that your life's, even when it is falling to pieces, uh, we got to look for the, for the love of God in it. Um, and, you know, we can never comprehend the magnitude of, um, of how much he cares for us and our safety and all of our ways. And honestly, I don't believe we could ever practice any kind of gracious receival um, that would be gracious enough, that would be good enough um, to be worthy of his grace. Um, and that I think is also why God calls us to not live by our works, but by our faith and that there's no amount of works we can do to ever, um, be good enough for what God's done for us. Um, and so in that is a sigh of relief because I don't believe no matter who you are, even if you're Paul, that you could even attempt to, to be perfect enough. I mean, Paul killed Christians. He's a, like the most amazing writer in the Bible, like one of the most amazing writers in the Bible, in my opinion, at least. And then it's like, you know, the guy still killed people, yet God gave him a new spirit, a new everything. God revived him. God gave himself, well, I assume gave him salvation. Um, and I'm just like, you know, we could never by our works here on earth earn what he's done um, done for us and is doing for us actively in every moment, in every situation, in every classroom, in every boardroom, in every, um, hallway, in every apartment building, in every house, in every backyard. Um, God is there, he's with us and he's not leaving us. And, um, by walking away, we, we put up blinders and we don't allow ourselves to look and appreciate the love of the Lord. Um, but in acknowledging the love of the Lord comes a lot of, um, blessings even more so into your life because then you're recognizing them you're seeing them you're appreciating them um so loving the lord is not lost and recognizing his love for us is not lost um i want to start in psalm 121 it says i lift my eyes up to the mountain where does my help come from my help comes from the lord the maker of heaven and earth he will not let your foot slip he who watches over you will not slumber um, so I think we ought to be wise and spend our time loving our maker who, as it says, um, gives us help 
um, and he does not slumber, like, as humans fall asleep and uh, relinquish um, all of our responsibilities and understanding for the necessary renewal that sleep gives us, um, God doesn't sleep, he he doesn't miss a moment, and um, he will not let your foot slip, as it says, um, he will, he will not, um, he might allow harm to come for a moment, but he will not let it endure forever, um, especially eternally as we are saved by him. And, um, you know, how loving is that? It says uh, later in verse 5 and 6, The Lord watches over you. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun will not harm you by day nor the moon by night. Um, once again, just reassuring you that... Um, we are loving someone. In loving God, we love someone who is already doing way more for us than we can even comprehend. How the Lord is able to watch over each and every one of us at all times and know all of our hearts and thoughts at all times is so, once again, beyond comprehension. However, um, what beauty that is and what awe and reverence we ought to have at that. Um, later in verse 7 and 8, it says, The Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life. The Lord will watch over your coming and going, both now and forevermore. Um, if you never heard the song, The Blessing, um, I know uh, Corey so-and-so sings it, um, and a feature with a different another girl's on the song too. Anyways, The Blessing, go listen to it, if you know, whatever music platform you have. Um, beautiful song, and it actually uses a lot of lyrics from the Psalms, such as, the Lord will watch over your coming and going. Um, so yeah, I just want to um, remind all of us that the Lord is watching over us. Um, our loving, loving Lord is watching over us. Um, and how can we not, like, you know, when, you know, when you're walking in a, in a scary area and a friend walks through it with you, the amount of gratitude and love we have towards someone willing to do that for us, um, it's like, I have that same love for God because I know he does this, that for us in every moment, in every situation. Um, we are uh, clothed in his spirit and he's also with us and he's watching over us and protecting us. And um, he sends his angels to do the same. Um, so we're not alone. Um, and then in um, Psalm 119, it's actually really long. I think it's the longest Psalm, but... Um, towards the end of it, verses um, 169 to 176, it just talks about the practice of love towards God. Um, and we see just how, I mean, it is not lost. It is, um, it, it is so, um, it is so fragrant as part of the relationship, so essential to the relationship. It, it, um, it, brings blessings to us to have this kind of relationship and love for the Lord, but we don't do it because of that. We do it because um, just how amazing the Lord's been to us and will be to us, um, you know, past, present, future kind of thing. So it says in verse 169 of Psalm 119, it says, May my cry come before you, Lord. Give me understanding according to your word. May my supplication come before you. Deliver me according to your promise. May my lips overflow with your praise, for you teach me your decrees. May my tongue sing of your word, for all your commands are righteous. May your hand be ready to help me, for I have chosen your precepts. Um, 
obviously this person is speaking of the love of the Lord. They want the Lord to hear their cry. They seek the Lord's understanding, uh, their supplication, which also just kind of means repetition. So because they, they keep having relations with God, like a relationship with God, sorry, that kind of sound weird at first. <laughs> um, they say, may my lips overflow with praise, my tongue sing of your word. You know, they're really talking about, um, you know, not just a relationship with God, but they're talking about um, praising him. They're talking about making it known what he's done um, through their speech. And um, it's one thing um, and an important thing to live um, live our love of God by our actions uh, in reference to the Lord, to others, ourselves. Um, and it's also another thing to, to live that through our words and our speech. And that's also a different, it's a different challenge but it, it is beautiful and it reflects just such abundant love when we do that and I do believe that um, the Lord will come and bless us abundantly for such things um, later it says in verse 174 I long for your salvation Lord and your law gives me delight let me live that I may praise you and may your law sustain me I have strayed like a lost sheep seek your servant for I have not forgotten your commands I love this section of this psalm because it it's so humanly natural. It's talking about um, a love of the Lord that is um, very human. It's not perfect. It's, you know, he talks about in verse 176, I've strayed like a lost sheep, seek your servant. Like, he's saying, I'm not perfect. I, you know, I'm, I, I love your law. I, I, um, I want to learn, Lord. You know, they're begging for teaching. Um, and they are also saying, you know, I've strayed, I've done wrong. Yet I love you anyways. I want to sing of your word, overflow with your praise. Like, um, and it's so humanly natural. Um, and God delivers on that. Um, in Psalm 120, verse 1, it says, I call on the Lord in my distress and he answers me. Um, how, how, can we, how can a love be lost on someone like that? The love of the Lord just transcends all understanding and it, it overflows into all areas of our lives and um and it is him who gives us the strength to get through every single distress and his love is just bountiful it says i call on my distress and he answers me and now some of you may be listening and you're like well i've called on the lord and he didn't answer me um keep trying like as this person says in 170 may my supplication come before you that means repetition that means this is not the first time that, you know, they're calling on the Lord. Um, they're basically, like, it's important to, as it says in Philippians uh, 4, 6 to 7, which I've covered many times, and I'm sorry if you guys are getting sick of that, but, you know, it says, uh, with prayer, petition, and thanksgiving, uh, make your request known to God. And the petition, like, we got to keep bringing God, you know, our requests, right? Um, and it's... Um, it is something we will be answered to. Um, I believe that God will answer us um, on on the things we really press on about. Um, so I think we need to just keep keep uh, calling on his name and then he'll keep answering um, on in his own time, in his own ways, which I don't think we always like. I think sometimes it's too subtle or too, um, too vague for us to really appreciate um or be thankful for and um 
it's um like pushing through that that brings us an appreciation of him so we got to push through um not liking the way he responds not liking the the subtlety of it um because ultimately we don't get to decide <laughs> uh, he's god and we're not and uh humility is saying i am not god and i could never be god and i fail in comparison to god in all my ways um and who am I to tell God how he should respond to me? Um, but in loving the Lord, it's not lost on communication because he will respond to us. But like I said, his way, his time. Um, he also just, um, he's, you know, he is the God who saves. Um, it says in Psalm 119, 132, it says, Turn to me and have mercy on me as you always do to those who love your name. Direct my footstep according to your word. Let no sin rule over me. And I really love um, that it says, As you always do to those who love your name. Is his mercy. And loving the Lord I feel like sometimes we try to make it transactional because the world has convinced us everything's transactional. I do a good thing for so-and-so while they owe me one next time. Loving God doesn't work like that. Um, You know, we can certainly store up treasures for ourselves in heaven. And that's the extent of which I know about that. That's the extent, I believe, of what the Bible really says about it. I don't know what what the treasures are we're going to be receiving in heaven. Um, However... um, on earth, I know that it's not transactional. Um, we don't give to get when it comes to the Lord. Um, that's not the purpose. Um, we know that it says, uh, for God loves a cheerful giver in Second Corinthians. And um, yeah, we, we give God our attention, our love, um, because we need his help. We, we love his help and um, we ought to adjust our expectations so that we are focused on loving him, um, not for reward, not for gain, um, not for selfish ambition, but because uh, he deserves our love beyond what we could ever offer him in terms of what our love looks like. Um, in fact, our love falls very short. We know all, all of us fall short of the gospel. Um, so basically when it says, turn to me and have mercy on me as you always do to those who love your name wow what like strength and peace that gives um to know that we can always have mercy um because he does that to those who love him and um that's you know what jesus did right um he says um to believe it was a group of the pharisees he says i desire mercy not sacrifice now go find out what that means um you know um, he's the man of mercy, um, and mercy is withholding uh, punishment for what we deserve, or withholding consequence from what we deserve, and then grace is giving us something that we don't deserve. Um, so um, that's what I'm saying by our love is flawed, and our love is could never be good enough for God, yet we give it anyways, um, and he gives mercy on us, and it's beautiful. Beautiful cyclical relationship that we try to have, even though it is flawed. Um, 
I love in um, one nineteen verse 81, it says, My soul faints with longing for your salvation, but I have put my hope in your word. My eyes fail looking for your promise. I say, will you comfort me? Um, and I feel like that is a really good um, summarization of the title of today's podcast, which is The Love of the Lord is Not Lost. Um, we see in this uh, scripture, it says, my eyes fail. Um, and that, like, when our eyes fail and we can't see God and we don't see his promises being fulfilled, we definitely are prone to thinking that our time, our treasures, our uh, talents that we've spent towards the Lord and our relationship with him and his people, um, we're really quick to to be convinced that that is lost. Um but we know that um, in verse 89, it says, Your word, Lord, is eternal. It stands firm in the heavens. Your faithfulness continues through all generations. Um, and that is a reminder that even though we must wait, we mu- our eyes fail. Um, we can't always see his love. It's absolutely there. His faithfulness continues through all generations, including the ones we're in right now. And... His word is eternal, meaning that, you know, it exists forever and it ain't going anywhere. And he certainly, certainly loves us and promises salvation. Um, John 3.16, um, most famous verse in the Bible. Um, For God so loved the world, he gave his one and only son so that whoever believes in him would not perish but have eternal life. And, you know, that's his eternal word. That's his promise. That's his love. And certainly... Loving a God like that is not a loss. <laughs> but um, I think often people think what that means is they have to earn it. They have to give things up. They have to change. They have to follow rules. And then that kind of scares them off from loving God. Um, and sometimes I think those thoughts keep people from feeling like God loves them. Um, but that's not what God says. Um he, he loves us regardless of our sin. We all sin. Every single person, from the Pope to the, you know, Prime Minister of Canada to the President of the United States to Kim Kardashian to, um, goodness gracious, everyone sins. So it's like, God loves each of us anyways. Doesn't mean he's not angry and upset with us sometimes. Um, but thank goodness we have a gracious God abounding in love and faithfulness and mercy and grace. Um, and that is what gives us hope to press on. That is what um, we ought to try and uh, show our love to God for because um, we are just so blessed um, by his love. And um, to refuse to um, acknowledge it and experience it is a complete disservice to you because you're not experiencing the love that God's trying to give you, the go- love that God's trying to show you. Um, it says in verse 67 um, of Psalm 119 it says before I was afflicted I went astray but now I obey your word you are good and what you do is good and um, I also think people think that God's love yeah it just means Malibu mansions and getting whatever you want um when you want it, but God's love sometimes includes correction and and discipline and um, 
and an encouragement towards um, Christ-centered living. And um, I can say as someone who's lived terribly in the ways of the world and someone who's um, tried to live towards righteousness and Christ-centered living, um, I would much rather have uh, more, quote-unquote, rules that I try to follow than than living in the ways of the world, which are destructive and eat at your soul, um, like a bunch of lions on a carcass. Um, so, also, we're not saved by following rules, first of all. Um, we're saved by our faith, by believing in the Lord. That's just what the Bible says. Um, it's our relationship with God that um, we experience his love and blessings, but we also experience, yeah, sometimes um, he's going to correct us. Um, and, um, all we can do is try and do the best that we can. Um, it says in verse 57, you are my portion, Lord. I have promised to obey your words. I have sought your face with all my heart. Be gracious to me according to your promise. Um, I think loving the Lord is also asking for him to help you with the things that are hardest for you. Um, which are not lost because if you're willing to admit that something you're doing is hard and um, difficult, ask him to A, um, remove any unhealthy guilt off from the devil because that's what he does. The devil will get you to sin, convince you to sin, uh, try and keep you in the sin and that by telling you that you should feel guilty about it and then that you're so darn shameful that you turn back to that thing because you feel like you can't escape it because you're so shameful. Um, so... Yeah, let's not do that. Um, rather, um, let's seek the Lord and give it up to him and let him be our portion and let him um, guide us through, through his love, um, which sustains us. And yeah, if we are willing to acknowledge that something is like difficult or hard, then um, we should acknowledge also that we need God's love and um, it's not a loss to to follow that quote-unquote rule if it's something that's destroying you. There's a famous quote that says, um, why um, do I keep making love with the things that are trying to kill me? And it's so true. Like, why are we, like, why do we um, invite things that are so harmful into our lives? And we know that they are. And then we buy into the whole thing where it's like, oh, yeah, well, if I'm Christian, I have to follow all these rules. And that's so hard and that's so awful. And then uh, and then it's not like I'm living freely. It's like there's more freedom in following Christ than there is in doing whatever the heck you want. Because in doing whatever the heck you want, there's a lot of consequences that come with that. Um, so the love of the Lord is not lost in the sense that it is protection um, from ways that are really harmful. Um, you know, from, you know gossip will feel good at the time but terrible after you lose a few friends to it um it's not always the big things right um whereas like god convicting you before you're about to gossip you know that's a blessing that's worth loving and um all we can do is um do our best to to love the lord even when it's hard because there are times where it's hard and difficult things happen um in Psalm 116, verse 8 through 9, it says, For you, Lord, have delivered me from death, my eyes from tears, my feet from stumbling, that I may walk before the Lord in the land of the living. 
The love of the Lord is not lost on being saved from the things that are trying to kill you. Um, not lost on um, walking before the Lord in the land of the living. Look at that contrast from death, tears, and stumbling to walking with the Lord in the land of the living. Um, it says in Psalm 118 verse 8, It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in humans. And that is true, and that's why we ought to love him more than humans, which is, I know, it's a really weird concept, um, at least for me, it was, like, and still sort of is, um, because, like, my husband and my family members, it's like, oh, I can hug them, and, you know, we can just, they speak back to me, like, full sentences, and, like, um, you know, it's, like, it's easy to love people you can see and touch and speak to, and it's a lot harder to, like, you know, to love and trust someone you can't physically see. Um, but, you know, we just have to try our best, right? Because um, it is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in humans. Humans, like I said, are flawed. They sin, sin nonstop. But it is God who um, is perfect and sin-free. And um, he frees us from our chains, as it says in some. 116 verse 16 frees us from our chains that loving a god who frees you from the chains and the things that are trying to kill you that is not lost um but yeah i think we just have to keep doing the things that we can do to focus on um seeking searching and um receiving the love of the lord in a way that um promotes our relationship with him because his love is so abundant and in doing that um it covers over a multitude of sins we know love covers over a multitude of sins that's scriptural and we just have to keep pressing on we have to keep focusing on the things that god does to show us his love all the time and we need to um recognize that you know there's temptations and there's things in this world that are going to try and get our eyes off of the attention and focus of God's love for us. Um, and we do ourselves an absolute disservice and we cause ourselves a lot of pain by taking our eyes off of how God loves us. Um, and when we stop practicing our love for God, stop showing our love for God, stop relationship with God, that's when um, we invite a lot of trouble in. So um, to preserve our own lives, to deliver us from death here on earth, um, it's a lot better to take refuge in the Lord. Show your love to the Lord, even when it's hard. Um, and anyways, that is today's message. I hope you guys have a great day and um, really meditate on the words that the love of the Lord is not lost. And I hope you guys have a fantastic day and I'll see you guys next time.